the natural Julio. She is a recent graduate of Parsons School of Design and an up-and-coming fashion designer and sister of a lovely friend of mine, um, Ashley Trulio, who I'm, of course, going to shout out. Um, and I'm so, so excited to chat with you today. So do you want to say hi, introduce yourself a little bit more? Yeah, hi. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited and, you know, excited to see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, first, I want to start off by talking about, like, you know, when did you get into design? So it honestly started in high school. I When I moved to Miami from Tampa, I was kind of applying for different art high schools that were kind of like magnet schools that you could do specialized things. And I ended up going to a school called Dash and you could choose a major in high school. So I really started fashion at a young age of, I would say like 15 years old. And I was able to study there and then eventually go to college at Parsons. I just graduated actually in May with my BFA in fashion design. So it's kind of been a long time. I've been doing fashion for a while, but I'm super grateful for that high school. It really prepared me for college and that's kind of where it started. Did you, like, what kind of design or style did you gravitate towards? Has that changed over the years or has it kind of stayed the same? I would say my senior year of high school, I got really into women's wear and doing a lot of print design for textiles and in college I more exploring on other things like knitwear, machine knitting. Um, I just wanted to explore with a bunch of different things I didn't really try before but I realized my senior year recently I got back into print design kind of went into that way deeper and that's really what I'm focused on now. So textile and I do a lot of color, um, different treatments on fabrics. It's kind of my favorite thing right now. Now, do you think that, like, your personal style, like, how you dress on, like, a Tuesday matches what your designs are like? It's funny because I used to dress really minimal, and sometimes I do, but I I explore more print design in my own wardrobe, and I'm trying to wear some stuff that I even make, and I think living in New York, you can really dress however you want. Yes. In Miami, I felt a little bit narrow with, the, mm-hmm. like, how I would dress. But here, I just get inspired by what everyone's wearing and kind of go a little bit more crazy here. Because I feel like every time I see, like, a fashion designer or something, they're all, they are always, like, very minimal. Like, black, That's like, true. flowy. And I'm like, is that on purpose? Or is it just the only ones I've ever seen? I think... Whenever I was interning for someone, they would always dress very casual and comfortable because when you're working in a studio, you're really hands-on doing a lot of things and you just want to be comfortable and almost have your mind clear. So if you're wearing a lot of color, it can kind of, you can lose focus. At least that's what Mm. people have told me and I've even noticed that sometimes I just want to wear, you know, all black in the studio just (laughs) so I feel like clear. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I'm definitely exploring more fun style, I would say, now. Now, Parsons, I mean, Parsons is a huge, like, very well-known school. Mm-hmm. You know, like, were you surprised to get it? Not saying you're not talented. I want to make it sound like you're not talented enough to get it. That's not what I mean at all, but just, like, like if I ever got into Harvard, I would be very puzzled. Do you know what I mean? Like, were you... Um, 
were you surprised? Was that your top choice? I actually always wanted to go there from a pretty young age because I would watch Project Runway and that's actually where they filmed it. So they would always talk about Parsons and I would always think, oh my gosh, I want to go there when I'm older. And I was so excited when I found out I got in. And it was something I was working towards for probably four years. All of high school, that was the goal, was to get into Parsons or any fashion school, get a scholarship and be able to even just live in New York. So when I got that letter, I was just the happiest person. And yeah, it was just an amazing day, honestly. And to live up to my expectations, I had the best time. So is like, do you think like the center of kind of like fashion and getting into that world is in New York? New York and Europe. I have a lot of friends that there's another big school in London called Central St. Martins and that I would say both places kind of go together. Mm-hmm. Um, New York, London, Paris, but I would say for ready-to-wear streetwear, a lot of that happens in New York and then there's more like couture and other things in Europe. More specialized historical kind of practices they do, but I think people here are just more willing to try things and experiment with their own style. So, I don't know. I personally would do fashion in New York. I think this is more of my piece. (laughs) Do you remember, um, like, the first thing you ever, like, made and someone put it on? Um, ever? Yeah, like, you said you've been doing this for a while. So, you know, what was the first, like... My first sort of project... That I ever did, I took some sewing classes when I was younger, before high school, and I would make tote bags for my friends. That was kind of my first thing. But clothing, I did some pants. I remember my sophomore year of high school, and looking back, it's just so funny to see what I was making versus now. Um, but I, once I got into print design, that's when I really started getting my own style. I think that took me a while just figuring out what is my style and what's going to set me apart from other people and what actually makes me happy to do um but when I see people wearing it it makes me so excited especially the day of the photo shoot is the best day (laughs) now you talked about like okay I want to kind of know how like the fashion school experience I guess differs from I guess like a typical college experience are you sewing all day do you still have to take like a math class on the side like how does this work yeah it's a lot different I you know my sister went to a state school so I kind of compare it to that but at Parsons you have six hour classes and they're studios so you're really working it's kind of a collaborative space you're all working on your own projects and they're long days but you're not necessarily always being having a lecture. You're kind of just, the professor comes and helps you. You do like an hour of, you know, working with them. You work on your own. So you have a lot of freedom. But no, I didn't take many academics at Parsons. You do take like writing classes, um, art history, some classes in sustainability. I guess that's the more like science related, but not really. They really focus on the art and the design. And that's something that, you kind of have to know going into it, but you can take academic classes if you want. I definitely took a few <clears throat> throughout, but as electives, but I mostly just wanted to get my skills kind of ready for the industry, I guess. So I took a lot of classes in like shoe construction, accessory, textiles, and 
yeah, it's pretty specialized. So if you go there, you kind of have to know that that's what you're going to be doing, you know, mm-hmm. for a while. But, yeah. Now, um, was there, like, an unforeseen challenge of you, like, going into into design school that you just you didn't see coming? You're like, oh, I'm so prepped, and then this thing happened. Yeah, I think, I don't know if there was a challenge, but I think moving to New York was just a shock a little bit. Mm. You kind of have to grow up faster, whereas in a college town, you're all, you know, living in buildings where everyone's in the same school, and I don't know, it's a little bit slower paced, whereas in New York, you know, living in an apartment building and dealing with landlords and you grow up so quickly because you're kind of forced into like reality really quickly and that was a big shock just my freshman year like realizing that this is you know happening and I'm not a kid anymore I guess um that was kind of challenging but I you know you're just kind of thrown into it and no one really knows what they're doing so and we still don't, if we're going to be really honest about exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. I'm still figuring out my life. I still don't know what's going on. Exactly. I'm just trying to make it to dinner. Like, that's really my yeah. baseline right now. I was just trying to make it to dinner. Um, now, you was there ever a point, you know, especially early on, like, in your, in your time at school, that you were like, maybe fashion isn't what I want to do? Yeah, definitely. I think everyone kind of has that in college. Um, You know, because I did it in high school, I had some moments where I chose so young that I was like, what if there is something else? But I always knew it would be artistic. Um, Mm -hmm. Both my parents work in design, and I felt, you know, that was just something I was kind of grown in, not grown into, but kind of just around. Um, I knew it would be something, I didn't know, maybe it's furniture, maybe it's fashion, maybe it's, I don't know, photography, but I definitely feel like now it's fashion and the Mm industry is so big you can do a lot with your degree you can do styling you can do design I don't know there's so many things you can do fashion show production so that's what I'm kind of figuring out now what is my place but yeah I think you know you can get burned out with projects and you can think oh should I do this but I definitely think that it's what I want to do and um yeah there are moments like that I think for everyone can you talk about your um, your collection now? Because you do have a collection out. Can you talk kind of about, like, what led you to this uh, style that you have? It's very print-based. Can you talk about, like, kind of the inspiration behind it and what you're hoping to get from it? So recent collection was my thesis for my senior year, and you do your thesis for the entire year. So the first semester is research and development phase and then the second semester is the making phase and I was really inspired by interior design and Mm. learning about feng shui so I met a feng shui expert and she really taught me a lot about how your space can affect your sleep your mood and just your overall personality in a way and that was kind of the base for the project and I just did a lot of research on how I can take that idea and turn it into prints. I can turn it into construction and look at how feng shui can be uh, a construction on a shirt or a silhouette and how I can get placement and balance. Balance has a lot to do with that. And in feng shui, materiality has, you know, wood, metal, looking at natural materials. So the collection is peaceful in a way. It's very calming, but it's also very hectic with the 
in a psychedelic new wave type of prints. Um, yeah, the full year, I did it all actually online through virtual <laughs> school. <laughs> um, but it was, it's honestly, the turnout of it is surprising. I think that social media has been the best for this project, and it's kind of being picked up by different people, and I'm just kind of seeing where it takes me. But... Yeah, I think that style just developed over time. I mean, if I look at the designs at the beginning, so different from what I ended up doing. Where do you see the most drastic shift of the, of your design profile? In this last year? Well, from, like, I guess maybe, like, the do you mean, like, it's changed so much over the year of you creating the final collection? Or do you mean, like, your style overall? I would say my style has been similar throughout the years but I definitely pushed it a lot more this past year I think my professors really you know motivated me to just go all out because it was my final collection and before I start working it's you know my time to just do what I want to do but yeah the designs throughout the past year changed a lot mm. I started really like muted colors for example and then I started going more bright and bold and just pushing the tones of them that can happen actually kind of later I realized I had this realization a couple months before everything was due like oh my gosh I'm changing everything <laughs> and it's actually the this one piece that's doing the best that's getting the most track the one I kind of through like just came up with later so it's those ideas that honestly are surprising <laughs> That's so interesting. I can't imagine. I don't know. Did you have like a, a fear of kind of throwing everything out? I feel, I don't know. I feel like to make a whole collection, I need more, even more than a year of prep. But you did a year of prep and then you were like, mm, I'm going to change it two months before everything's due. Did you have like a lot of fear in that? Or did you feel like you had a solid enough foundation to, to make sure it would, it would see the end? Yeah, I didn't change the whole thing, but I definitely took some ideas and just thought, how can I make push this idea further? What can I do to make it more interesting? And I, I did that with each look and went to a professor and she was like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited to see this new, you know, new you. And then it was just, I don't know, I think I just got a burst of inspiration because when you are doing something for a whole year, it's really easy to get tired of the idea or... I don't know, lose yourself and what you're doing. So I had to go back to some of my earlier research and think, okay, what are some ideas I forgot about or didn't really use? And let's go back to that. And that's sort of how that happened. But yeah, it's, you have to do an idea that you really love because it is a long time to be thinking about it every day. Now, did you, do you make the colors yourself? Like, are you doing your own dye and cutting and everything and sewing? Yeah, so I do all the construction and sewing. Um, for the prints, I get them digitally printed on. Okay. But I will do, I do like some weaving and different things. Um, so yeah, you do really everything from the making aspect. And I also work with a lot of sustainable materials for interior spaces, so like lampshades, wood, metal doorknobs, and chandelier crystals, for example. So... I yes, I love like the what do you call it? It's like the it's like a fishnet, but it's you, yeah. I'm like making body movement. 
it is a real fishnet um, design, the way I kind of, um, what's the word, knitted it in a way, and then I put chandelier crystals on it. So, yeah, a lot of it, I would say some of the pieces were more complex than others in terms of, like, some of them I focused a lot on the textiles, some of them more construction, and I kind of put them all together in one silhouette. So it is, it was six looks full outfits and accessories. I did a lot of hats too. Really into hat design right now. Um, do you have a favorite piece? Um, I would say my favorite piece is this, I don't know if you saw the striped dress with the hat. Yes. It's like the yeah. mesh hat. And that's actually the one, it's a purple hat with this ribbon. And that's the one that kind of came to me later, but it mm. was the most fun to do because it wasn't something I had an idea for all year it really just it was like one of those nights where you just got inspired and I I just made it and I was super excited and um that print ended up being like inspired by wood grain or oh right yeah so each print had a meaning for the collection in interiors yeah so you talked about doing like research for your collection now I guess like because obviously this is not my world, but, like, I guess I wouldn't think of, like, doing some type of research in that way um, in the more of the traditional sense for a fashion collection. I just think it was kind of like, oh, I thought this thing was beautiful, or I saw a flower, and I was like, let me yeah. put it onto... So, so what does research look like for creating a collection? I would say kind of the traditional way we would do it at school is for the first few weeks, you're doing a lot of there's research on it depends I guess on the idea for me I did a lot of reading interviews um, my idea also changed a little bit in the beginning and that happens as you're researching because you'll find something you're kind of interested in so I met with for example the feng shui expert interviewed her learned a lot um, looked a lot at photography and interior books and everyone's kind of different in how they research depending on what they're doing but mm -hmm. for me I look a lot at photography um textiles art nature um I I really like to interview people I think that's really interesting for getting mm. ideas um but I do a lot of research in that way so yeah it just depends but we do like about I would say three months of research before we really start designing and what does the design process look like for you? For me, um, I do research and design simultaneously. I don't kind of separate them because sometimes I'll get an idea and I just start sketching it. But the design process is a lot of sketching, maybe 20 sketches a day or whatever you're kind of doing, draw over them, change them, Photoshop it. Like, just experiment it's not finalized and we'll do a lot of experimental draping mm -hmm. on a dress form so in the beginning I was draping with pillows swimsuits just anything around the house um and you just kind of get your more interesting ideas that way and then you can tone it down into something wearable it'll look good yeah <laughs> yeah it's a I really start experimental and then slowly move into something that we can wear and take ideas from those kind of out there on guard ideas. Do you have something that inspires you the most in fashion? Um, a lot of different things.
things inspire me. I would say art is a big one because I also love to draw and paint. And in high school, we had a really strong foundation in fine art. And that's I, pretty much where the print idea kind of started. I was taking paintings and putting them on fabric. So I look a lot at different artists and sculptors and going to museums is really fun to get inspiration, especially for color, using, you know, paintings and kind of creating your own color palette. That's what I usually do is, you know, mix my own colors, put them in Photoshop and then create the print. So yeah, I would say those are probably like the main do you ever, like, have this moment where you feel like your project's never actually done? Because I, I hear that from, like, a lot of artists or creative folks. Like, we never feel... We're like, we could edit that, like, a little bit more, you know? Yeah. I still feel like that about the project, but I'm kind of continuing it. And that's what mm. they told us is you're going to keep continuing that idea and change it. And there's so much I still want to do, but because... A year at the end of the day is not a lot when you're doing everything. So I, you know, I'm currently wanting to continue some of the ideas and revisit them or change them or just try something new. But I definitely felt that towards the end. I was like, oh, I could just add this or do this. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, so you were talking about like ready to wear lines, couture lines. Like, where do you think this particular collection, like, where do you think in that area it falls? Most of it is ready to wear, but I do throw in a couple editorial sculptural pieces that are really, um, you know, you can't really wear them, but they're <laughs> experimental and great for getting an idea across that, you know, needed to be that sculptural piece um, to, you know, experiment and stuff. But they're, I, most of it is wearable, yeah. Would you consider, like, you have this skirt that you have to hold, it seems. It's, um, yeah. what's that fabric? Why can't I think of, like, what the fabric is? But you know, obviously you yeah. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, so that's actually the editorial piece I was kind of talking about. It's a wrapped skirt. It's also a bag, so you're holding it. And that's a piece that is, you know, if you're not holding the bag, it still works as a skirt. And it only it's just three snaps that's holding it together so it can change a bunch of different ways and that was inspired by a rug and how I can take a rug and hold it that's that rattan sort of rug material I really like that one a lot Thank you. it's really I don't know something about it I just maybe I like the model like she just is holding it's just like it it feels very connected mm -hmm. if that makes Thank sense you. yeah no I really enjoy that one that one was my <laughs> do you want to stay in ready to wear or are you like I want to do more couture stuff or avant-garde or all the other categories of fashion I would say I would stay in ready to wear and also go more into accessories I really love bags hats and shoes also um that is something that I'm kind of getting more into with my own stuff is looking at accessories and how I can use these prints because that's really where people, you know, they like to kind of go a little bit more experimental. I've noticed mm -hmm. people dress more casual or minimal and then they'll have a cool bag or a hat or shoes or something or a scarf. And that's what I have a lot of fun with, honestly. Um, but I, yeah, I would say I'd focus more on ready to wear. 
I like to see people actually wearing my stuff. Just <laughs> your clothes. Have you, is this a, like, have you, like, sold your, some of your pieces yet? Have you gotten, like, orders to be like, hey, I want this in, like, a medium. Like, I want, you know, have you gotten that yet? I've gotten some people that have asked me, but currently, I, after posting all my stuff on social media, I got one of my pieces reposted on an account that's called Up Next Designer, and ever since yeah. that one post a lot of stylists have been coming to me. So I've been loaning them pieces and um, for different photo shoots, for celebrities, um, just anyone, Mark, my and who might be a really good fit for what I'm trying to, my target audience is. And so I'm hoping that stuff will all come out soon <laughs> and then I can start, you know, start to sell some stuff. So it's just so the so the way it works is like you just loan people things and then later hopefully you get paid by selling pieces. Well, yeah, I mean you don't necessarily get paid with photo shoots. You tend to loan them to the stylist because you're essentially getting it on someone in a magazine or a photo shoot or a music video or whatever it might be. And especially for someone like me out of college, it's yeah, really helping me just get my stuff out there and get it known and. Um, you know, later on, I did intern for someone where I was actually kind of in charge of working with the stylist and getting the pieces to them, and I learned a lot about how that kind of works, so it helped me prepare for this, and, you know, I do have to protect my work, make sure it gets the, you know, recognition when it's in any of these magazines or even just posted, um, you know, every time you loan it, you're, you're giving it out into the world to make, you're getting back, so... Yeah, it's a little bit tricky, but it's exciting. I'm excited to see, you know, what's out there. And I'm going to find out with the rest of the world because I don't know, you know, who's been wearing it. Or I have a general idea. I can't say who, but, you know. That's exciting, though. So, like, I guess that's something I never thought about, just, like, loaning pieces. I just, I don't know. I just assume everything's bought and then, like, put on. But that'll yeah. be really exciting. So, like, has anything... So I did see that, like, you had, there was, like, one magazine cover, Fieros, am I saying that right? Yeah, that magazine was from a different collection I did. I loaned it to a photographer, and she submitted her photos. So that was her concept on using my pieces, which was really interesting, because my photo shoot for that collection was entirely different. So I, I love giving pieces to photographers and seeing how they interpret the design. So, yeah, that was really, really exciting. Now, um, do you think you'd ever go into styling? Because you said some people, like, that's what they do. They, like, go into styling. Would that be something you'd ever go into? I had a couple styling internships, and I did one with Vogue Paris for their August 2019 issue when I interned. And it was really cool to learn and see, you know, how that all works. I would say I'm more focused on the design part than the styling. With styling, um, it's a harder industry, I would say, to be in. Mm-hmm. And really, than, like, designing and getting someone to wear your stuff? I don't know. I would say with design, there are a lot of different opportunities you can do. You can do textile, accessory, shoes, bag. But with styling, you have to have the right clients, you know, mm. build that so you would normally start as an intern and then sort of work for like an agency or something. 
There are also a lot of independent stylists that kind of do their own thing. But yeah, I would say I did a little bit of it and it was really fun. And I still, I still would do it. It, it is really do you know kind of like what's next for you? Like what would be the next step in the next journey? Well, right now I'm doing, working with these stylists and I'm also working on a collaboration with my friend who has a lingerie swimwear brand. So I'm doing a little, you know, some side projects and expanding also my own designs a little bit. Like we talked about going back and doing some new ideas off of the collection. So I jobs in interviewing and just sort of deciding what is the next step so what what does a job look like for someone just coming out of like design school like what does that look like do you feel like you have kind of like a clear vision or a clear path for that or is it kind of just like up in the air it is pretty clear I'd say out of college you start either as an assistant designer or if you're going to do design I guess you could do styling or other things but I've been looking into assistant jobs at different brands and you would be doing a lot of, you know, the same things, research, design, development, a lot of technical drawings for factory, so we call it like tech packs, and that's something an entry-level person usually does. Um, so that's, you know, CAD drawings on the computer, the measurements, all of the technical things you would send to a manufacturer and kind of work on that. Um, but that's normally what you would do out of college, I would say, for entry level. Do you have a dream of, like, what you want to do? Like, do you want to own your own fashion house one day? Do you want to go to the moon? Like, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) The moon would be cool. Um, (laughs) I definitely want to start something, I would say, um, I, you know, I'm trying to figuring it out. Like I said, getting a lot into accessories. I also, right right now, I really want to work for someone and learn about, you know, everything I need to know and um, just expand my knowledge, you know, and try new things and look into other parts of fashion. And I, you know, it's hard. I don't know where it will take me, honestly, but I definitely want to keep creating things no matter what and designing. So you don't have like a, like a, I always want to say like a 10 year plan, but like, if you could, like, I guess, I guess who would you love to design for? That, oh my gosh, my dream, I guess, my dream brands would be Eckhouse Lotta. I love Paloma Wool. I love knitwear. So those are brands that really focus on print with knitwear. Um, Anna Sui is another brand. There's a lot of brands in New York I would dream to work for, and that's something, you know, I hope would happen in the near future, and, um, you know, it, I feel like working for someone is the best experience, and if, you know, one sign for them, I would just, I would do that, like, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Now, um, in starting this journey, do you feel like there's um, something you're terrified of? Like, just kind of putting your foot in the fashion world as a graduate, is there something that you're, like, really scared of? I think it's always scary to put your work out there. Even just posting my pieces. When I um, finished my collection, I was so hesitant just for what people were going to say. Did they like it? That's just always 
the scary part. Um, I can be really critical on what other people, you know, think, but I always remember there's someone, everyone has a different style, someone's going to like it, and someone isn't, and to rem- have your target audience, so who's going to wear your stuff, what's their age, what are they like, you know, and target them, because I think having, you know, so many people, like, if you want everyone to wear it, you might get critical comments I guess that's my fear is like what if someone you know I think everyone gets scared to put their work out there and there's also a lot of people who steal ideas copy things and I don't know if you know the Instagram account diet Prada but it's kind of no I don't people that copy I know that's always just scary you know putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. really especially out of college um but I honestly you know how else are you gonna get people to see your work I'm I'm not really too scared about you know that kind of thing I think about it though sometimes do you think um do you think there's like some type of like big misconception folks may have about design students that you have to be like super fashionable or you're like very much in the know or it's very the devil wears Prada (laughs) um I definitely have had some devil wears Prada moments as an intern for sure I think the industry is changing a lot and things are good things are happening with sustainability with how they treat interns with just I don't know all of it it's a very competitive industry so that can be challenging even in high school I had some friends that were like oh you're gonna make clothes how serious is that are you ever gonna get a job and I've definitely had people that have said things like that but if you really love it at the end of the day someone's going to design your clothes you're wearing you know it is a real industry it's the next to the food industry one of the largest so it's you know I think that is a common misconception that people say and talk about but if you love it you can do anything um I was well I wanted to ask you talked about the yes this is what it is you talked about the industry changing (laughs) and it's looking different um is there, is there something directly you can point to, like, okay, this is, like, a big change that's happening in the industry right now? Yeah, I would say something I've been, you know, learning a lot about and Parsons focuses a lot on is sustainability, and that's changing mm-hmm. um, with fast fashion. And just the rise of brands that are using, you know, more sustainable fabrics, working better with their factories and producing less, I would say. Um, there's obviously still a lot of brands that are mass producing and creating a lot of waste, Mm -hmm. but I think it's being talked about more. I would say, especially in New York, I found people are, you know, hearing about it, talking about it. It's more of a conversation. It might just be the school I went to, but I would hope everyone's talking (laughs) about it and like choosing where they shop and supporting Mm -hmm. people that are, you know, even just shopping secondhand, all of that stuff. So that's where I'm seeing a lot of change and it's really good. I think there's just a lot to do and more people to reach with that topic because, you know, people want to buy things that are inexpensive, but most of the time those pieces are mass produced and end up in the landfill. They do so much, so much of our clothes ends up in landfills every year. I think like I was thinking about this today and, and preparing for the interview and, and thinking about how like, 
you were talking about like couture lines and stuff and how I think like those are really cool like and it's been a year since Black is King for Beyonce and if you know me I'm obsessed with Beyonce um and like her looks in there were amazing and gorgeous and but I'm like thinking about looks like that and like even things sometimes you see in a red carpet it's like should we be making like does couture have a place in sustainability simply because like the average person can't afford it number one number two like how often is that person gonna that more than average you know or a celebrity gonna wear that piece like they can't wear it again on they can't shorten it and wear it again you know what I mean it's not a bridesmaid's dress like you can't so I'm just thinking to myself like does couture have a space in sustainability do you like these big fashion houses that make those kind of clothes like while they're beautiful and trust me I love beautiful clothes and a good shoe but it's like if we're talking about wanting to be more sustainable yeah I I would say with couture for the shows they usually only make one piece so if Mm. someone wants it they'll they'll make it for that person because you know most people aren't going to be buying a ten thousand dollar couture dress so there is some saving in materials in that sense, but there are also a lot of brands that will do a couture show of 70 looks, and they're, like, three of them will look the same. It was, and, you know, it's not that necessary <laughs> of three looks that are just slightly different, mm-hmm. and, you know, there is something really special about couture because in Europe they do like to save sort of those practices that have been around for you know, since the early 1900s, like special sewing things, embroidery, and there are people that study under, um, like do an apprenticeship or something, under people that have been doing this for years, and they really keep the history alive, especially in France, I would say, and it's special because that can get lost right now with just everything being made in factory, but yeah, there at, like some fashion houses are working and using materials that are sustainable. I think um, Balenciaga or no, Martin Margella did a show, a couture show where they used all their old, you know, fabric that they had just left over. Mm-hmm. So it's being used a little bit slowly, but I definitely think there needs to be a little bit more. You know, yeah, it's just because I agree. Like fast fashion. It's hard because I like there's so many factors that go into fast fashion and like the purchasing of it versus like cost is one thing, obviously, like even like making sustainable clothing more quote unquote cost effective for like the average consumer and stylish. And also, I think like a huge thing is in size inclusivity. Yeah, because like I think like obviously people in larger bodies to get quote-unquote stylish clothes they usually have to go to fast fashions exactly and that is also another thing aside from sustainability that is having a lot of change in the industry and the way brands advertise they do their shows who their models are and I think it's you know it's super important that you can shop sustainably for anyone and Right now, a lot of sustainable brands are more expensive because it is harder to source. It is, you know, more expensive to make. And it's just there has, there's years of work, I feel like, to get to that this point. And at the end of the day, people want to buy something, you know, affordable, of course. So it's, you know, I don't know. I'm hoping that in the next, like, 10 years, uh-huh. 
this will, you know, be different, but I definitely understand, you know. Do you have, like, a favorite store, if you were talking about, like, style or design, that you would shop at that, like, we would know? Um, a high-end store, you know. Just, like, a normal, like, a, you're like, okay, if I'm thinking, like, oh, I like style and I like to pick this up, like, like a normal. Just anything. Yeah, um, just anything. Off the top of my head, I honestly shop a lot secondhand, and okay. I love, like, Poshmark and Depop. I don't know if you yeah. go on there, but for stores, um, the everyday, I don't know, let me think. <laughs> Yeah, she's looking in her closet right now. Like, what are you? I know, I'm literally looking in my closet like, what? Um, I love Levi's. That's, like, a big one. I love Levi's. And I actually used to be, in middle school and high school, the biggest Zara fan. And then I, you know, I kind of stopped shopping there because I was like, oh, my gosh, so much clothes every season. This yeah. is crazy. But uh, I don't know. I have to think about it. Because I think, like, um, I would like to see more collaborations with, like, quote-unquote regular stores. Like, Target just did a yeah. collaboration. Which I actually, re- I know people were like that, but I actually liked some a lot of pieces. Oh, yeah. Target does some fun collabs. I remember the Missoni one was, like, amazing. Thank you. I feel, I also, like, I am, I will talk up Target to the day I die, like, any, like, Everyone's like, what do you... I'm like, Target. Just Target. Everything is... I love Target. I, they have amazing swimsuits. And, um, yeah. Target's great. They... I think they do really fun collabs. And, um, I don't know. It gives everyone a chance to wear something designer. I still see the Missoni collab at, on Poshmark. And people are mm-hmm. still so obsessed with it. And some other brands, I think Macy's, and they do some collabs, um, I also have seen, I, I mean, I'm thinking of one that I saw yesterday, like Lacoste. They did a collab with the designer opening mm. ceremony. And it's, it gives people a chance to buy something that is not as expensive, but you still get that kind of fun luxury mm-hmm. and experience. And, yeah, I think with department stores like or big brands like Target, they can afford to do those things. Where yeah. smaller companies, a collab is, you know, really hard to do with especially a brand like those. Um, but I'm hoping they do something soon. <laughs> I'm ready. Because I did. I got a dress from, like, one of the designers that they collabed with, and I really like it. I haven't had an occasion to wear it yet, but I will find yeah. one. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I was just wondering if, like, you think that could be something that more places do, but I guess you're right. Like, only places like the Targets and the Macy's can afford yeah, to I do mean, something like that. Even the, I used to intern for a designer, Christian Cohen, and he did a collab with ASOS mm-hmm. and really, really well because he does really um, avant-garde kind of couture pieces that are not super wearable. They're, you know, for celebrities that are singers or performers. Mm-hmm. And so he did this collab where you could wear his designs, but in you know more of a casual setting. Mm-hmm. So I know like ASOS does some of that too. And that's cool. Question about that. Like, you ever see some so I went to LA a couple months ago and like of course I had to go to Rodeo Drive and just like be in the stores knowing yeah. full well I can never afford anything I but know, I was like it's like, <laughs> so like I will be around excellence um 
But, you know, like, you see something that looks like a basic t-shirt, and it's, like, $900. Do you think that's, like, worth it? Like, obviously... No, not really. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've seen, you know, a white t-shirt, and it's, yeah, like, $900. I think for me, I'll spend, I mean, not now, but hopefully later in life when I can, I think buying, like, classics or really unique pieces that you're never going to find again is worth it but I just know being a fashion student nothing costs $900 to make that shirt I don't know who thinks that a cotton shirt costs that much that's what I'm saying because sometimes that's my thing like some pieces are beautiful and I mean we went to a bunch of stores and these pieces are obvious I mean obviously they're well made it's not like you know Bobby Joe was making them in the back but like it's still like guys we can't this is crazy it has yeah. penguins on it. Like, what are we doing? So I, I was. I think a lot of this, the brand itself is already luxury. So they're, you know, I'm thinking of brands like Gucci or Balenciaga who put the logo on the T-shirt and can sell it for a lot because everything else is already expensive. Um, but yeah, people buy it. I think it is really interesting. I could never justify. I don't care how if I ever am blessed to make that much money could justify paying, like, more than, like, $20 for a plain T-shirt. Like, it's yeah, just... you know, you're going to wash it. It's going to get stained. <laughs> <laughs> are there any, um, like, brands do you think that are kind of maybe too hyped or too talked about? Like, maybe, like, Birkin is obviously, like, a Birkin bag. Like, you can't get those. Like, Birkin is very notoriously selective about even who they sell Birkins to and going in the Birkin store and um do you think like hype around brands like that is kind of worth it or do you think it's just been built up so much over time I think it's been built up over time and also people a lot of the time if you're gonna buy something designer they want the logo so you know people know it's this brand or what you know whatever it might be but there are a lot of brands that I would say are overhyped. I think the Birkin bag is interesting because, I mean, people say that it's an investment and it never loses its value. It goes up in value. So I thought that was interesting, but I wonder who's buying them later. I don't know. I guess that's the thing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. When I hear about, there's like, (laughs) there's this one guy on TikTok that I adore and I follow him and he's like a fashion person. He's talking and, you know, he talks about, um, how people do buy those those things, like, as investments. But I'm like, how is that an av- investment? Like, if you go bankrupt, who are you selling that to? Like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't, like, get how it's an investment. Yeah, I mean, I know I've seen Kylie Jenner talk about how they're investments. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's only an investment if you take care of it and it stays intact and you don't really, you know, yeah. ruin it because no one's going to buy that. So I know she just has a wall of Birkins that – later she can sell but I, I'm assuming it's just you know like a very selective group of people that are really into you know buying them and having like because a lot of Birkins are they'll only make 20 right yeah so it'll be a special design that only 20 people have and then maybe in 20 years someone wants that and they'll pay you know all this money for it to get that special like collab <laughs> or whatever it was um Bergens are interesting. I think there's a lot of historical, like, reference with how that became the way it is. But, I mean, even Chanel bags, those don't really lose their value necessarily either. 
um, like the classic one is always just going to be in style. Always in style. Yeah, I I guess like I even growing up, I remember that everybody like got a coach back. I feel like that was like every like coach twelve. Back. <laughs> yeah, everybody's twelve year old. Like every twelve year old, like when they got something, it was always a coach bag with like the coach logo and I was never like I don't I don't really like things that have like the the design on it like the, the logo. logo yeah I don't like like Louis Vuitton yeah because the it's just too I don't know I guess maybe because my style is like maybe a little more I want it I want to be able to use this every day yeah I agree I'm not a big logo person either I I guess with the sort of repetition patterns that Gucci and Louis Vuitton kind of do in Coach, um, I like how Prada, for example, they have the logo, but they're not slapping it on. Like, it's not super obvious. Certain brands um, kind of use their logo in a different way that I like a little bit more. But the Louis Vuitton tote bags were also really huge, and I think a lot of that stuff, you know, it all comes back, so... Right, leave them, leave them where they were. I can't, I can't I get. <laughs> it just reminds me of when I was growing up. I feel like everyone had, not my age, but like all the moms. All the moms had it. All the moms had the Louis Vuittons, but the kids all. I'm telling you, I don't know. I feel like it was like everybody hit like twelve, thirteen, and it was like the first. You got your own little bag, and every yeah. single girl had a Coach bag, and I just. I was a big juicy couture kid. My mom wouldn't let me wear it because you know you had the juicy on the butt, and she didn't want anything on my butt, so I couldn't. Oh <laughs> I didn't wear that. But for me, like I love, I guess like Kate Spade because it's all of it is very simple and like clean lines. Like that's I'm like okay, I will like I have two Kate Spade bags. So I was like I will spend money on, yeah. on that. Those are also very classic. I yes. Think, you know. They're never going to go out of style. all set up sort of from the beginning. I think, you know, having a few classic pieces is essential because those are the ones that are going to sell forever and really make you mm -hmm. your, your money, you know, as a designer. Do you know, kind of, do you have in your head, like, maybe what your classic pieces will be one day? Um, well, I always think about, you know, having one unique piece that sets you apart. And for me, I would say it's my prints. And I think a lot, I reference a lot to Diane von Furstenberg. And she mm. created the printed wrap dress and how mm -hmm. that, you know, she's still making them. So having one silhouette, whether it's, I don't know, I do a lot of dresses that are asymmetrical. So maybe it's that. And then making it in a bunch of different colors and prints that anyone can wear is sort of where I would go. And I, you know, she's a perfect example of how, I kind of feel similar in that way. Um, I think not prints aren't for everyone, so you also need to have like something for the person that doesn't wear those colors. So mm -hmm. something maybe it's that dress, but it's just you know beige or white or whatever. So yeah, I think having a couple solid designs. I mean, when you think of a designer, you always think of their what are they known for, you know? Mm. And yeah, I always think about that. Do you? have a vision or like what not a vision but do you think there's something that we as you know average joes should be paying attention to that's kind of coming up in fashion that you think Trends is cool or yeah like something that you think is like cool you're like oh this is like something that I think would be really interesting and it's kind of new in fashion yeah 
I would say, I don't know about, I would say a lot of things are being referenced currently from the early 2000s. We were kind of at the 90s before, and I'm seeing post-pandemic, I'm going to, I, you know, people are predicting, like, lots of color, lots of glitter, print, you know, kind of like the roaring 20s, but the, you know, yes. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so I think, you know, we're seeing that already. I would say in New York, what I'm seeing is the tiny purses, the little, the big, the baguette purses. Mm-hmm. But I really think the big purses are going to, like the hobo bags. You know? Oh my gosh, yes. I remember those vividly. It all comes back <laughs> and I, I'm like, everyone get your big purses because I have a very strong feeling it's coming in the next few years. There's, um... Oh my, I was, once again, on TikTok, there, like, this girl was like, I've been trying to figure out how to describe the style of this generation, and she brought up, um, she brought up a picture, it was, do you remember the show, All Grown Up, like, the Rugrats show? Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a girl in there, and, like, how she dressed, it was like, I'm like, that's exactly the stuff. Now, I have this picture in my head, but I can't think about, but it had, like, the clips and, like, the bangles, but, like a bandana on and she had like a she had like a crop top tank top with like a long yeah. straight skirt it's like with like butterfly clips like you know like that's what that's what I picture is very much coming back yeah right kind of they're like the Y2K yes so the young 2000s yeah yes very like Lizzie <laughs> McGuire-esque <laughs> yeah it's cute but uh, then I remember like what Ashley Tisdale, for example, was wearing the layered dresses with the little scarves, and I saw a TikTok, and they were like, let's bring back those little skinny scarves, you know? No, let's not. Like, no, let's not. <laughs> let's we, not we're not allowed to bring back low-rise jeans, I don't care what anyone says. I refuse. I refuse. Um, I don't want to bring back vests. Like, you know, like, everybody was wearing, like, a vest over, like, their t-shirt for a while. Yeah. Don't bring back jeans under skirts. Oh, that, yeah. The dresses over the jeans, yeah. I would say low-rise jeans are probably something that I just, it's my worst nightmare. I'm five foot three, so I just don't need that. You know? <laughs> no, you can bring, I will I will take a platform sandal. Yeah. A platform can come back, um, but never a low-rise low jean. I will burn them. Um <laughs> Um, so, Nanette, the last question I ask all of my guests is, how do you describe being a woman or womanhood? Um, I guess, you know, that's, like, something you'd have to think about. I would say being a woman can be challenging, for sure, in our world. Um, you know, if I'm going to relate it to fashion, there's so much to be said about how you can be powerful with your clothing, and I always think about my mom in the 80s, and she was working in film and was one of the, you know, working in a male-led industry, and she would wear, you know, certain clothing to feel powerful, and I think we're seeing that again, and I think clothing and expression can make you feel so much better and powerful, like, as a woman, and um, yeah, that in a fashion sense is how I would kind of describe but, um, I don't know, I guess not saying, you know, don't take no for an answer and do what you want to do and be yourself, I would say. Um, but yeah, I always think about my mom in the 80s. If I'm ever feeling like <laughs> I need that 
you know, powerful image. I, you know, I even wrote an essay about it in high school. Aw, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you can do anything, even if you feel like you're in an industry where you're, you know, not as heard. So, yeah. I love that. I love, mom's <laughs> in the 80s. Aw. I know, uh, <laughs> Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Like, I so, so appreciate it. Um, I love talking to new folks about things that I don't know. So this is definitely something I don't know. And I'm I'm so glad I got to chat about you and hear about your experience. And can't wait to see where your fashion takes you because I think it's really cool. And I do love the prints. And it does, it's like, it's bright, but it does have like a calming essence to it. Like, I don't feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And it's just, it, it is a beautiful collection. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful collection. Um, is there anything you want to shout out before we head out? Well, first, thank you so much for having me. This is my first ever podcast. <laughs> it's really fun. Yay! And, um, yeah, well, actually, I'll say um, my, it, my band is called Nanette Gabrielle. If anyone wants to look it up on Instagram. and I'll link it. Y'all should follow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, this was so much fun. Uh, thank you so much again. Um, I will link her um, her Instagram in the show notes, of course. Uh, thank you all again so much for listening. If you want to connect with the show, please follow on Instagram and Twitter at PrettyFaceLady3. Go ahead and like us on Facebook as well. Um, if you want to connect with me, say hi, know someone who should come on the show, or you want to come on the show, please email me at prettyfacewoman at mtapfpodcast.com and talk to you soon.